Welcome to the Balance Bod Pod, where we talk about all things balancing life and health so you can have your cake and eat it too. Or your donuts or your pizza or whatever your thing is. But seriously, health is the greatest gift that we have and it does not have to come at the cost of enjoying the fun parts of life. So through the podcast, we're going to explore and experience for ourselves what balance truly looks like in our own lives. Stay tuned. Welcome to episode 73 of the Balanced Bod Pod. Today we're going to look at the five keys to your best self in 2022. Like it is January 1st, we are killing it in the new year. We are, you know, thinking about how do we approach it. Um, I've actually seen some really funny memes that like speak to my soul where it's like, okay, nobody claimed 2022 is your year. Well, I'll just like tiptoeing quietly. <laughs> we're not gonna, we're not gonna disrupt anything. We're just gonna like be here, right? Uh, which I get a good giggle out of, right? So that is kind of the default, but also here's five keys to to your best self in 2022. Everyone's talking about it. You've got all of the typical kind of resolutions you hear and all the people who have resolutions and all those good, all those good things. And then you've got those, um, shady companies who are like, mm, you've, you've gained some pandemic weight. Let me help you. Let me, um, give you so much laxative disguised as tea uh, that you can't leave the bathroom for three days. Like, let's let's try that, right? We're not doing that. So <laughs> before we dive into the, into the keys, I, I want to talk about some things that we are leaving behind in 2021. The first of which should be diet teas, but that'll that'll come a little bit later. The first of which is hustle culture. Okay. We are done with that. We know that that A is not sustainable. B is not actually that productive. And C just feels gross. We're done. Bye. See you later. Hang tight. I was going to say hang tight, but like, don't come back. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. That's what I mean, right? Hustle culture. We're done with that. We're also going to leave behind perfectionism. Sounds great. I know we've been working on that for quite some time, but we're going to continue that effort into 2022. We're going to leave it where it is. Today is uh, December 31st, 2021. Uh, So as you um, if you know me, you know that this is pretty par for the course for me to be recording a podcast episode right before I'm supposed to launch it. Uh, but actually, I'm a day behind, I'm a day ahead, so we're doing pretty good. Um, but perfectionism, staying where it is, we don't need it. The other thing that we are gonna leave in 2021, and this is something that obviously I've talked about before. If you've listened to the podcast, this is something that gets a lot of attention but that is comparing our imperfect lives to people's curated lives, right? Obviously, we know social media is a highlight reel. The filters are getting kind of scary, not going to lie. Um, and here, here's here's my pet peeve. I'm going to share this with you. Um, is when people are like, mm, let's have less filtered lives. Like, you know, that, that audio on, I, I don't have TikTok because I would not get anything done. I already have hard enough time with reels. So I watch reels and they suck me in. And usually I watch like an hour of reels at a time. Anybody with me on that one? So there's this real, it's like, oh my gosh, this filter is crazy. This isn't even what I look like. But like, then they don't show what they look like. I'm like, this is not, I don't know you. This is not helpful for me. So we're not going to do that whole like, let's be more authentic with our filter on. We're not going to do that. <laughs> but the other thing is, okay, so so social media is notorious for being curated. But I also want to talk about it in real life. I've mentioned this before, but I think this bears repeating, um, is that, we don't know people 
as well as we think. And I don't mean that in a weird way or like a bad way, but just genuine, like it, it, it is impossible to know literally every single thing about every single person that is in our lives because we're not in their brain. So as um, I, I hesitated sharing this, I'm just going to run, I'm going to run with it. We're going to go for it. Um, But I actually just got diagnosed with body dysmorphia. um, That was like last week. So I've been processing it, working through it. I've had hunch. This is the case for like as long as I could remember, right? But to actually have um, a therapist be like, "Mm -hmm, yep, you meet the criteria very significantly. That's a whole different ballgame, right? Um, And so I don't think anyone thinks my life is perfect. I, I hopefully I do a, an okay job with that. But to be honest, I don't know. I, maybe there's somebody out there who does think that my life is perfect. And that feels so funny to say out loud because obviously it's far from. But um, let's just like for sake of argument, think that somebody does, right? I have a, on the outside, I have a super cool house. I have an amazing toddler. I have confidence in myself as a mom. This feels weird to say out loud. Um, but I have a job I love and a husband that I met in high school who's like, like he's my person. These things all look super good on paper, right? And they all look really good put together. But after my body dysmorphia diagnosis last week, I was talking with Garrison and he said, right, we've been together 10 years. We're celebrating 10 years in February. 10, 10 years. We grew up together. We, in theory, know literally everything there is to know about each other. And it's not like we hide stuff from each other on purpose. Um, And so that's like a fair assumption to think like he knows everything about me. He said he had no idea I was struggling with that. Hands down, he is the closest person to me ever. And he had no idea that I was struggling with that. Like, no clue. And it's not something that I ever thought to bring up and be like, hey, did you know that I'm really, you know, really struggling right now with my body image and I'm feeling like a, a giant, like, whale? Did you know that? Ha ha ha. Like, that doesn't go down in, like, normal conversation well. <laughs> it's kind of a buzzkill. And so there's just things that, like, we keep to ourselves. And it was never like conscious like that. I was never, I never made a decision to like not say anything. It just didn't cross my mind to share it. And and none of my friends probably know that the entire time that we're together, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about all the reasons that I'm not as good as them because of the way that I look, the way that I act, the way that I talk, or just like who I am as a human, right? People don't know that I'm never fully present in a moment, no matter how hard I try because of my ADHD. And I just can't seem to get over feeling like I'm not enough because my stomach's not flat and everything in my life isn't aesthetic. Like these are things that you would never know unless you're in my brain or the closest thing, which is like being out listening to the podcast where I share my brain. You would never know that. And that's not ever something I'm just gonna gonna walk up into a conversation and be like, hi, oh my gosh, you're so much better than me because your stomach is flat. Hi, like I feel really uncomfortable right now. That's not a thing people do. But instead, we like present confidence to people and we're like, oh my gosh, hi. And we do our best to be in the moment and to try to push those thoughts away because we know that they're crazy and and all that stuff. But like that causes me significant distress in my life, but you would never know it if you're not in my brain. The person closest to me doesn't, didn't know that. And we lived together for five years and been together for 10, like (laughs) Do you see what I mean? Not just on social media, but like in real life, you can never know what someone is dealing with on the inside, no matter how great things look look on the outside. You don't actually know if they're happy with thing, the way that things are, if they have distressing thoughts or things that they are feeling or um, anxiety about stuff that maybe other people are just like, I don't, I don't get it. What are you talking about? So moral of the story, I still feel weird about 
like listing my accomplishments, which is maybe something that I need to work through on my own. That's kind of a red flag that I can't just like list it out. Um, But you're never going to see and fully like know somebody's inside thoughts and environment fully to the point where you can say, yes, I know literally every single possible thing there is to know about them and they are perfect. And we're going to leave that behind in 2021 because that is stealing our joy. And and, and we're not going to take that energy into 2022. We just don't know what is going on in somebody's brain. And so regardless of how nice things look on the outside, again, we just don't, we don't know what's going on on the inside. And it could be hell. It could be really, really, really uncomfortable that they would wish on nobody. Anxiety is something that I would, I would not wish on anybody. Depression is not something that I would wish on anybody. I don't personally struggle with that, but I know a lot of people who do when I see their battle and I can guarantee you, I don't even know half of it. But what I see doesn't look fun and I don't want, I I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And so it's, it's interesting when you consider that piece of it, and this is turning into a tangent, so thanks for thanks for listening. But it's interesting when you when you think of that piece of it, our lives are so much more than we can just see. So much of it happens in our heads. And that can directly relate and influence whether or not we're happy with what things look like on the outside. So interesting. Food for thought there, right? We're gonna leave that behind. We're gonna leave the comparison. Um, because everybody's lives lives are curated whether whether I mean social media takes it to another level where you can legit like change your nose and your hair color and catfish the heck out of somebody it's it's just wild but even in real life things are still curated people are still going to tell you what they want you to know and they're going to keep to themselves what they don't want you to know um I had a really dear friend who kind of looks like everything is perfect on the outside um tell me that she was having the hardest time in her entire life. And that, A, I was so, so honored that she chose to tell me that. But it, it's, again, it's so striking that things can be so different than they appear. It's like a magic trick. We're like, obviously, we know that, ma- maybe we don't know, but we, we know that magic isn't a thing. And so I, I actually saw behind the scenes, I was on reels, shocking. And I saw, it was like the, you know, behind the scenes magician trick for like, you know, they have somebody in the, they're on stage, they've got a box and they open one door and the person is there and then they open the other door and the person is not there. And it's like this elaborate trick. And that's a lot of times what it, what it feels like we're looking at. Like we just don't, we just don't know. And that's a lot of times not malicious, but moral of the story, we don't know what's going on in somebody's life. No matter how close you are, no matter how much you feel like you, you know them, you don't know everything. And odds are the stuff that is not pretty, that they don't, um, that that would make you feel like they're they're less perfect or the things are intentionally not telling you because they have their own baggage around that. So that is something as a side note that I'm working to share and be honest with online. Um, it's hard. It's hard to do that online, especially with like I, a lot of people I don't know, opening yourself up to criticism and all that stuff. But I'm going to work on that because I feel like the the authenticity and the there's so much value in being honest and transparent and clear about what you're struggling with, even when you don't have it all figured out. I shared that last time uh, that I was on the podcast that I'm working on kind of showing up in the middle. So that's what this is. Moving on. <laughs> Other things we're leaving behind in 2021. We're, we're leaving behind dieting. Congratulations. It's the end of dieting. Claps for us. Whew. Can give yourself a pat on the back. You made it. You did it all. We're leaving that behind. We're also leaving behind like doing things to change our bodies that feel like sucking our soul out in the process. Um, 
fasting for the hell of it, we're done with that. <laughs> fasting, you know what I mean? Like where where you're just twiddling your thumbs and you're getting nauseous, you're so hungry, but it's not your eating window. We're leaving that behind. We're not doing that. <laughs> the other the other thing, so I, as I was thinking about this, I was just kind of thinking about like how how do I want to step into 2022? Like what do I want this to look like and what in my own life do I want to leave behind? And so that's basically what we've got is a whole list of stuff that I want to leave behind that I'm thinking maybe some others uh, want to leave behind as well. And one of those things is is kind of thinking selfishly first about what we want and how things affect us and only us. I think it's really easy um, to kind of have a, a me first mentality. And this is not to be a, a martyr. Like we're not here to put ourselves last. That is absolutely not what I'm saying because that's not healthy either. We should be on our list, but we should also, in our decisions, we should think about how they impact the people that are closest to us and the world that we want to live in, right? So we're we're letting go of thinking selfishly first about what we want and then like only how things are going to affect us and, and not really thinking about anybody else in the process. And drum roll, this is the last one that we're, we're leaving behind in 2021. And this is actually inspired by, I'm going to do an entire podcast, probably review about this, but I w- I've been listening to, at the recommendation of my therapist, uh, Health at Every Size, and it is bringing up a lot of things. It's very interesting. Uh, so I'll do, probably I'll do a review on that if people are interested, um, just kind of my thoughts on it as somebody who's been in the industry for a long time, who has struggled with eating disorders and body dysmorphia and all the f- super fun things that come along with this, um, but we're leaving behind fat shaming ourselves and others because fat shaming doesn't only have to be if you are like you are considered obese. Like that's not the only time that we have fat shaming. It's kind of always for most of us, if I'm being honest, at least for myself, um, especially I saw something and I, I might have shared this last week, but I saw something recently. I have not verified the accuracy of this because it doesn't really matter if it's accurate or not because it brought up something in myself, but that the Kardashians are getting some of their implants removed. And I, who knows if that's true? I don't care. I don't follow them. It's not a huge deal to me. Like that doesn't actually affect my life. But what it made me think of is that trends are cyclical. And so for those of us who are really loving this high-waisted jeans trend and like high-waisted pants, high-waisted everything, we got to stick together because <laughs> eventually that will go out of style again. Um, but the trend of being wafer thin is kind of threatening to come back and we're just not going to go there. It's not the vibe. We're not doing that. Um, and so knowing that at some point, whether that's right now or not, it doesn't really matter. Um, at some point, the trend will come back to be very thin and and, and have the least amount of body fat as possible. And for many of us, we're going to to essentially kill ourselves to get there. And we're just not going to do that. It's not the vibe. We're not going there. We're not spending energy on that this year. So those are the things we're leaving behind. Hustle culture, perfectionism, um, comparing, like comparing, comparison and comparing ourselves to people thinking we know them, whether it's online or in real life, because we don't know typically the darkest parts of people and the things that we are most ashamed of. We don't tell other people, right? Um, we're, we're leaving behind dieting. Super exciting. Love that for us. Um, thinking selfishly and kind of just only about ourselves instead of considering other people when we're making decisions and such. And we're leaving behind fat shaming. And uh, the we're, we're leaving behind low-waisted jeans. Those are, if we all band together, they don't have to come back. Like we just can all put like a veto on that. Like, no, no thanks. I'm good. You can, you can return that to sender. I, I don't want it. <laughs> so here's what we're taking into 2022. 
we're we are taking into 2022 things that bring us joy um and and like doing things in a way that brings us joy so if you're going to do something don't do it in a way that feels like it's sucking your soul out do it in a way that you like it's probably going to look very different maybe that looks like like let me give you an example of i don't know reading Okay, maybe you feel like I have to have a physical book because that's what reading is. And like I can take pictures of my book and it can be aesthetic and I can do whatever. And maybe none of that crosses your mind, but I don't know. It does for me. Um, but you love nothing more than like listening to an audiobook because you actually get to do like you actually have time to do that and you're not going to read a book because it's just hard to set that time aside for yourself. We're leaving the the pressure to do stuff because others are doing it. We're leaving that behind. And instead, we're like doing things in a way that brings us joy. That's what we're doing, like unapologetically. We are, and this is kind of on, ta- um, uh, on the reverse of the kind of thinking selfishly I mentioned a minute ago, but like thinking more about those around us and how we can love on them even more. I feel like that's really something that we need. Um, obviously, things are divided and things are, you know, difficult and it's a hard climate right now. Um, and, and so we can do our part by showing the people around us love and like loving on them and being considerate in our decisions, being mindful, um, not expecting perfection from anybody. Um, and, and knowing that a lot of times here's, okay, here's something I think a lot about is that even, even though, um, your intention might not have been malicious that the impact is still the same right you hear that a lot of like let's say let's say i i misstep on somebody's pronouns um that was not my intention right like i i didn't mean to hurt your feelings or make you feel like i was you know being inconsiderate like that totally wasn't my intention um but the impact is still the same right you hear that a lot and and i 100% understand that and i feel for that i think we we can strive to do better but i also think that this year it, it is very crucial to give each other grace it's it is to take people's intentions into the picture and to be like okay do i really need to be um like can i just give them some grace can i give them a pass on this because i know they didn't mean it that way and i can use it as a as a learning opportunity but not as a cancel opportunity not as a i'm gonna school you on all the things you don't know because i'm better than you opportunity right and so that's that's something that we're gonna do more of in 2022 i've decided (laughs) i'm just making these executive decisions for us but it's just like more compassion and grace for people knowing that we we can't know everything about everything. There's no possible way. I am 100% going to get like 72 billion things wrong as I'm talking on the podcast. And to be honest, sometimes that's enough to stop me from making a podcast because I am nervous about getting it wrong um, and, and offending somebody. And that is, I don't feel like that does anybody a service. Let's hold each other accountable, but also give each other grace. I think that is really, really important. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're also striving for body neutrality. Body positivity gets a lot of um, attention, and that is super important if we can get there. But that, for most of us, is so far away, we, we don't even know where to start. So instead, we're going to body neutrality this year. That's our that's our 2022 goal, body neutrality. Not, you know, I, I my stomach is so fat, it's I have a stomach and there I also have body fat but I am not fat right like it doesn't I have toes but I'm not toes (laughs) so it's it's being neutral and trying to be objective about what you're seeing that's what we're doing um 
And instead of dieting, we're doing things for our bodies to thrive and feel their best so that we can fully experience our lives. I cannot tell you how many conversations I've had with people, um, like clients who have said, and this breaks my heart, but they've said that they, they have they can remember, and I can as well, at least one instance, if not more, where they missed out on the experience because they were so stressed out about the food or the way that they looked, that they couldn't be in the moment. Not that they skipped something, but that they went and they did it. And the entire time they were obsessed and thinking about how they looked or their food. Um, I remember I was at a, um, a, a really, really, really close friend's engagement party. And I was in a photo and I broke down crying in the bathroom. That's all I remember from that day. <laughs> I broke down crying in the bathroom because I was so uncomfortable about how I looked and I felt like I looked huge and that ruined my day. And I don't even remember enjoying the day. I remember that part. And that was five years ago. That was more than five years ago. Uh, and so those are things that were – they take a lot to get over. They take a lot to work through. It takes a lot. But – that is something that we are trying to, and like that, that's where the value is in body neutrality and like not getting so worked up about a lot of this stuff. And, and I, that sounded really callous, but I mean that for myself. Like one of the things I've realized is that I am the source of most of my drama. Like I am always like, I don't like drama. I don't want to be involved in drama. And then I'm over here being like, people won't like me if my stomach's not flat. Like who is manufacturing drama now? Me. 100% because probably nobody else notices or cares. And if they do, I don't know. I don't know that that's like the kind of friend I want to have as somebody who won't be friends with me if my stomach isn't flat. You know what I mean? So it's just all of these experiences kind of culminate into realizing at some point, like you wake up one day and you're like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Like I'm done. I'm over it. So that is what we're taking that, that energy we're taking into 22. And then the other thing is enjoying food and movement. So this is part of, and I'll talk more about this at the health, with the Health at Every Size podcast, but um, like enjoying food and movement, there's so much research that says that that is such a benefit and, and you experience that food differently. It nourishes you differently when you are enjoying it and like actually present with it and happy about it. That releases like so oh my gosh, the science is so cool. I don't want to get it wrong, so I don't want to say it, but it, it's just so, so, so cool. So we are this year aiming to enjoy food and move in a way that we like, regardless of calorie intake or calorie burn. That's not going to be our main focus anymore. We're not going to focus so much on, you know, tracking all of our food and, um, you know, wearing our, our Apple Watch every single time to hit a specific calorie output or it's not worth it for the day. We're not going to do that. We're not taking that into 22. So that was a lot. That was 22 minutes of <laughs> rambling about the things that we're going to take in and leave behind. But I hope it's helpful um, to kind of give you a, a head, uh, maybe a, a peek into where my headspace is at for, for the new year and kind of things I'm reflecting on. And if you are reflecting on some of the same things and we're in the same boat, let me know because we can have a conversation. I love, love, love chatting about it. So without further ado, let's talk about the keys to your best self in 2022. So this is, um, there are five things here. And then I also have some, some tips to kind of make the most of this year that go a little bit more into detail. But there are five things here. And this is how we're going to attack the new year. Step one, I'm just diving in. We're just going for it. Step one to, uh, of the five keys to your best self in 22, we're going to create a list of all the things we want to change next year. 
Like let your mind go wild here and brainstorm anything that comes to mind. Write it all down. There's no stupid ideas. There's nothing. We're we're not going to edit or audit this in this step. We're just going to like create a list of all the things you want to change next year. Let your mind go wild. No holds barred. Brainstorm. Step two, we're going to evaluate our list. And we are going to cross out anything that we don't have control over um, and anything that goes against the lifestyle that we want to live and anything we're leaving behind in 2022. And so if you you said, um, stop eating after seven, we're going to cross that out because that's not helpful. Maybe you like not eating after seven and that makes you feel good and you wake up the next day feeling your best self, great. Then maybe maybe it stays. But if it's at all in any way, Related to dieting or trying to control your weight, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. It's not going to help you. It is. It, it backfires like 100% of the time. So we're not doing that. Um, anything unsustainable, anything extreme, we're crossing that off the list. Step three, we're going to chunk your brainstorm list into categories based on something they have in common. So this could be work, health, family, or maybe like change-related goals and structure and routine goals or different things like that. Like find a way to just chunk them down. And and so maybe you've got, I don't know, 20 things on your list and you can chunk them down into four categories or two categories or whatever. Um, Those are are kind of the things that we want to, we want to look at. Um, So chunking your brainstorm list into categories based on something they have in common. First three steps are as follows. Again, creating a list of everything you want to change all year. Like for the next, the entire next year, what do you want to change? No holds barred brainstorm. Then we're going to evaluate our list. We're crossing off anything that does not, that we do not have direct control over and anything that goes against the ideal lifestyle that we want to live and anything that you've decided you're going to leave behind in 2022. Third, we're chunking those those that brainstorm list into categories of kind of like like items. And so often what we want to change, the reason we're doing this is that what we want to change is often like a symptom of a larger change. And what I mean by that, so let's say that, well, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know of the most impactful behavior. If you're not familiar, if you're just if you're newer to the podcast, first of all, so happy you're here. Um, the your mo- or or if you need a refresher, your most impactful behavior is that thing that when you do it, everything in your day is better, and when you don't do it, everything in your day is worse. So let's say for you, we're we're just going to take health topics because those are a little bit easier um, to to chat about and typically a little bit more universal. Um, actually. I have a different idea. Let's say your morning routine. Okay. Let's say you've got a killer morning routine and waking up at six and taking 30 minutes for yourself in the morning, that sets the entire tone for your day. Once you do that, you make better choices. You first of all, you're you're awake earlier, so you already feel more productive. You now have time to exercise and make your breakfast and and kind of have a slow morning, so you're not going into work rushed. Whether that's in your living room or in the office, your your whole like it sets the tone for your whole day. Versus when you don't, maybe you wake up at seven seven thirty. Now you're stressed about getting to work. You don't have the time to exercise or make your lunch or do anything that is helpful to to set up your day. And now we are stressed and we're running in uh, to the office or to your living room, to your laptop. Um, we're, we're running in stressed and we are just starting our day and we're just going about it. So that is what your most impactful behavior is. It's kind of understanding what makes the biggest difference for me because there's stuff that isn't going to make a difference. Let's say starting your day with a glass of, and this is personal, but like starting your day with an eight ounce glass of water. 
okay? For me, my day does not change one iota <laughs> if I drink more water or if I don't. It is just a day that I pee more or pee less. That is that is the extent of the change. doesn't mean it's not, it's not something that I should still kind of keep in the back of my mind, but that's not a, a conduit for better choices all day. That is just something to chuck off my list. You know what I mean? Um, one of the things, I've got a lot of supplements that I'm on and I procrastinate on them every single day. It doesn't change my day uh, whether or not I take them. I f- it, it does tend to change my week because I either feel like crap or I feel good um, as I'm supposed to. But like that doesn't, that's not a conduit for more positive changes. It feels amazing to check it off my list, but that's not a most impactful behavior for me because it doesn't impact anything else. I just have a day that I that I take my supplements and a day that I don't. So moral of that is we are finding um, kind of in these chunks, we're going to find like, what is the root of this? Is there something that is maybe an overarching theme, right? So that maybe getting up and doing your morning routine, that helps you to hit all of your goals in that area, or that makes it easier for you to hit all your goals in that area. That's what we're going to start with. Okay, so we are going to rank the lists into what has the most impact in the rest of our lives. Um, and so that is step four. Step three is to, you know, kind of chunk your list into categories based on what they have in common. And then we're going to step four is to rank those categories into what has the most impact on the rest of your life. This is going to take some time. I really want you to go through this and I uh, am going to create and hopefully by the time this is launched, I'm going to kind of create this as more of a principle that you can go through because I think it's helpful. I'm a visual person. I think it might be helpful to see it and kind of work through that all kind of along the way. So that's my intention. Um, the, if it is live, the link is in the bio <laughs> or the link is in the um, the show notes here and that'll be on my website as well. I'll share it on social media, all the things. Um but you're going to rank the list into what is the most impact. And here's the kicker. You should have no more than four things to do for the entire year. You should have no more than four things to do for the entire year. I know that sounds crazy and we'll talk about why in a second. But step five is you're going to attack one goal each quarter. Yes, one every quarter. Because the real deal is that you don't hear as often as you should is that real sustained habit change, like it takes a heckin' long time. There is no science behind the 21 days to create a habit myth. That is just a way to like make you feel bad about yourself that you couldn't stick to something after an arbitrary number of days. It, that's that's a myth. It doesn't exist. So we're not going to go off of that. Instead, we're going to give ourselves some time. And here's the cool thing is over the course of a quarter, right? That's three months. If you're if you have a job that doesn't rely on on quarters, um, it's it's the year split into to four month segments. I lied, it's the year split into three-month segments because there's four three-month segments. Wow, I need a nap. (laughs) Um, But the cool thing is that over the course of those three months, you can have different circumstances, different, um, like your life changes so much over the course of of just three months that, that now maybe you've got a time where you can experience that goal under stress. And that goal is going to stick so much better when you do it under stress, when you master it under stress, then it is if you just kind of do it for a little bit and then just like, okay, that's it. Like, no, you have to, it, it's got to be cemented. Like cement takes time to cure. You You can pour the cement, um, but it takes a long time to cure. And that's the same thing with our habits as you can pour it, but you've got to let it, you just need to give it time to simmer and to like sit and get cemented. 
I feel like I, I, I feel like one of those definitions of the dictionary where they use the word to define the word. That's what I feel like I just did. So let's go through these one more time. And then I'm going to share a couple tips to make this easier. Um, so step one is again, to create a list of all the things you want to change next year. We're doing a no holds barred brainstorm. We are not um, judging ourselves for what's on the list. We're just putting it on there. Step two, we're going to evaluate our list. We're going to audit it, and we are taking off anything that we don't have direct control over, um, which does interestingly control uh, your weight is something that you don't have direct control over. It, it's kind of like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Like that's that's how our, our weight actually works is you can't force yourself to lose weight. You can do all the things to create a, a hospitable in, environment for that to, to take place, but you can't force the weight loss. So we're taking weight loss, like specific numbers off of the list. Um, and then anything that goes against the ideal lifestyle that you want to live, right? Anything that, that goes against the things you said, I'm going to leave this behind in 2022, we're crossing all those things off. So what you should have left is only things that help you get to your ideal goal and ideal lifestyle that you are looking forward to and that you feel add to your value as a person or like add to your enjoyment of being a person. Those are the things that we're, we're adding in. Um, then we're going to chunk that brainstorm list, kind of that, that sussed out list into categories based on what they have in common. Step four is we're going to rank these into... Uh, kind of what which has the most like most to least impact on the rest of your life and we're going to start with the things that have the most impact because we're looking for the most bang for our buck right away and then we're going to attack one goal each quarter I know it's a long time it feels dreadful but pr I promise you this is the this is if not longer like you could easily take an entire year to focus on one thing for some of us it's maybe not going to take that long but that's going to give you so much value to just really sit and sink into one specific area for, for a, a significant amount of time so you can experience what it's like to deal with that under stress, under times where you're, um, you've got less on your plate, you've got more on your plate, different seasons of the year because all of that impacts our habits and our choices and our environments and the things that influence our choices and, and all of that. So we're attacking one goal each quarter. So those are the five things. Again, I... I'm creating, um, and so hopefully by the time this is out, I will have already created it. If not, um, check back because I will update the um, the the link in the show notes to have this uh, kind of to this this printable. Um, but I'm going to create a printable with these things, so you can kind of go through it on your own, and hopefully it'll give you some food for thought with some of the stuff. Now, I've got a couple tips to kind of make the most of this year, and this is what we'll end the podcast on. Um, so hopefully it's not going to take us the next 25 minutes where we round it out at an hour, but yeah, you never really know. I, if you're here, you know I'm chatty, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. But here, here's my biggest tip, is to realize that the amount of things that you think you should be able to get done in a given amount of time isn't possible. It hasn't been it won't be. There's nothing wrong with you and you are not lazy because you can't accomplish a thousand things. Your expectations are like the equivalent of asking a second grader to do algebra and then berating them because they can't do algebra. Like pretty sure you're the problem, not the second grader. You know what I mean? And that's the exact same same with our goals as or, or with the, our expectations of ourselves is that we always, 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 always overestimate the amount that we're able to get done or that we should be able to get done. And we don't like buffer in time for life because how how satisfying okay let's let's take for sake of argument let's say you could get literally let's say there's 20 things on your list and you could get all of them done in a year but in order to do that you don't have any free time 
You don't get to have any time with your friends or time where you're just not conscious about your goals. You have no rest time, no mental rest time, no days off, nothing like that. That, I would argue, is also not the life we want to live. So realizing the amount of things you think you should be able to get done in, an amount, in, a, in a given amount of time, it, it's just not possible. It never was. It won't be. And it has nothing to do with you. And so I, I promised that I would go back through this uh, when we were talking a little bit earlier about comparison. But this is something that I've learned and that I just kind of, uh, when I was thinking about this episode, started to riff off of and started to think about like, I don't know, it all just kind of hit me at once, which is why I appreciate so much of this uh, podcast is just because so many times it creates in me an epiphany and I'm like, oh my gosh, duh. <laughs> like, why didn't I think of this earlier? So there are people who seem to have it all, right? But I am learning and what I've realized is that literally nobody actually has it together 100% on their own. There are three things that could be happening and maybe there's more, but I was able to, to, to identify at least three things that could be happening when it looks like somebody's got it all together. Number one is they got a crap load of help. Have you ever seen somebody on Instagram who's like, yeah, I um, am doing all these things and they're, and you're like, but how? And they're like, oh, I have an assistant. Like, oh, she takes care of it. Or like, oh, we have a nanny. So like I can work and be home with the kids, but like I'm not really feeding them or taking care of them. And that's totally fine. Like there's no shade on any of this, but that's not fair to compare ourselves to that because that's not an accurate picture, right? They are not doing it all by themselves when maybe that's how it looks. Um, or they've got a housekeeper or family in town who can help and who watch the kids a couple days a week or they work less than you or not at all and they're a family who maybe can subsist on one income or they're living in a much cheaper area of the country or they've got wealthy parents or they had their their home was gifted to them or right there's a million different things that would impact somebody's ability to do certain things like let's say travel or work from home or own their own business or, or things like that. If I didn't have to work financially, I would 100% own my own business because you can do what you want and that's great. But I have to work and I like working. So that's not an issue for me. But that's that's the other thing is like you don't, as, as somebody who's kind of in the podcasting space and, and in the content creation space, it's really easy to compare yourself to other people who are making content religiously. And, and really get down on yourself and like, well, why can't I do that? Well, I have a toddler. I have a job. I have <laughs> a very, a very like emotionally taxing niche, essentially like coaching and all like behavior change that that it's emotionally taxing sometimes, especially, you know, doing that coaching during the pandemic and all that stuff, as I've talked about. It's not the same as like photography tips, right? And again, there's no shame in any of that. Like that's definitely not to throw any shade, but it is to realize that they're two different things. Like the mental load of creating a, a social media post on how to not compare yourself is very different or, or even just like thinking of things to say is different than being like, oh, here's the settings that I use on my camera, right? And so it just, it, it feels different. Um, and so all of that to be said is that there are there are people who seem to have it all that that don't because of you know one of three things you went through the first one which is they got a little, they got a crap load of help or their their circumstances are very different and that is something that we don't always see um, and the other thing that I have been kind of thinking about recently is you know finances you see people and you're like but how do they afford all that um, and then like why can't I but maybe you tithe and you're paying for daycare. 
And all of a sudden you're like, where's my money going? Well, that's 25% of your income that, that other people maybe aren't paying for. And so they've got more, you know, more stuff to, they've, they've got more, more cash on hand essentially. So that's number one. They got a crap load of help or their circumstances are very, very, very different. The second thing that could be happening is that they're completely neglecting one area of their lives. <laughs> like that's one thing that we don't realize, um, whether that is therapy or something different, they're completely neglecting an area of their lives. And, and here is our area. You want to hear how we're neglecting what we're neglecting? Um, we hate clutter. Like I clutter stresses me out so much that like my, my physical area is completely, let me try that again. My mental state is completely dependent on my physical area. And if my area is cluttered, my brain is cluttered and I can't think straight and I am just easily irritable and I am super stressed. I hate clutter. So we have regularly have people come over and ask us like, oh my gosh, how do you keep your house so clean with a toddler? The answer is that we have an entire room where we dump stuff that we shut the door <laughs> and that our shower ground is moldy. Like we don't, in order to spend the amount of time, and maybe that's gross, but I don't know. I hate it. But again, don't have the energy to clean it. So here we are. Um, or to clean it regularly enough to prevent that from happening. We could definitely go for a housekeeper. But again, here we are. So um, right, we're, we're just neglecting the actual like deep clean. We don't do that very often. Would I love to do it more? Absolutely. Do I feel like I have the energy for that? No. When, when I do have the energy, is that what I want to spend it on? No, it is not. <laughs> so it's really just like, pretty constantly being like, oh my gosh, this is disgusting. I have to clean it right now. Um, and then forgetting about it for six months and then eventually just getting, you know, going through that process like a hundred times. So is our house clutter free? A lot of the time until you open up a cupboard or you go in that room where we've shoved everything and then it's not so fun. Um, but we avoid those rooms and so we don't have to deal with the clutter. <laughs> what I can't see doesn't stress me out. You know what I mean? Um, like even all of our if people make fun of us because our, our kitchen it's not laid out like a, a typical kitchen, which is kind of funny. Um, we laid it out based on looks and not necessarily on functionality, which is totally fine. But our drawers are very, very, very deep. Um, and so we were like, well, where do we put our silverware and where do we put everything? And so we've been trying to figure it out. But like everybody comes and nothing's on the counter and they don't know where anything is. They're like, where's your garbage can? Like how I just want some coffee, but I see the coffee maker and I literally cannot find the coffee cups. What is happening? So it's like everything is is kind of put in a funny way, but that was to get everything off the counter, right? Like our, our coffee, our whole coffee maker and everything is inside a cabinet. Um, so we don't have to look at it. That's how we live our lives. Is anything clean? No. Um, we have an espresso and the coffee pods, um, if you have an espresso, you will know my my only like downside of the espresso or the, of the Nespresso is that the 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 capsule like container is super small, so it doesn't hold very many, and I just don't want to empty it as often as it is. So it usually overflows, and so they're just like all over the place in the cupboard, right? Those those used pods are like everywhere in the cupboard until I get sick of it and I find a, you know I, I find one of the recycling things and I put them all in there and I take it to the mailbox or or take it to the FedEx and. I don't do that very often. And so we can hide it. We just don't look at it and it's fine. And so that like, we're completely neglecting that area of our lives. <laughs> and that's one thing that I think is really overlooked is like, and I feel like people are starting to show that more on social media too, of like, oh, here's what you see when you see a really, you know, a really pretty house. It's like, okay, here's a picture. But then like behind the picture is where they shoved all the clutter to get it out of the way of the picture. Totally how we live our lives. So 
three potential things. They have a crap load of help or they're neglecting one area of their lives. Like that's totally um, something that I think a lot of people do that you just, you would never know that. Or, and this is something that I've, I've been shocked by a couple times is that they're balancing things temporarily. So like, you know how you're sometimes shocked that people you thought like had it all together, they get a divorce. You're like, what? If they're getting a divorce, like, what does that mean for me? Like, you know what I mean? Um, I think the two that I was really surprised by, and this is, this is a whole different conversation, um, because it's not because I love them. Um, but it's Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis. I actually really like Dave Hollis. Um, Rachel pushes hustle culture, uh, and I can't get behind that. And there's just something about her that like doesn't sit well with me. You know what I mean? Um, but that's whatever, neither here nor there doesn't have to impact how you think of them. Um, but that was really interesting as they are kind of notorious for like, you know, just work it out, figure it out, make it happen. And then they announce her getting a divorce. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, what are you? What is going on? And, and so the most important things sometimes are, are well, not sometimes the most important things in our lives are the things you can't see. Um, the relationships are, they're all, you know, with our kids, with our family, with our spouses, with our friends, like the way that we treat people, you can't see any of that. And so they may look like the perfect family, not, not the Hollises, just in general, like you might look at somebody and think that they're the perfect family on the outside, but the parents work so much that they never see the kids or they're on their phones all the time and the kids feel neglected or they're they're sat in front of the TV all day because the parents don't want to do anything with it. And um, again, none of those things are are like a big deal in moderation. But the point being is that they may say or look like people who are really intentional parents who like have no screen time, but really they're, they plop their kids in front of the TV all day. Or um, I actually had... So my aunt uh, works in special education in the school system, and she said that she's seen a lot of people who, um, like, the, the kids will just say, like, well, my mom's always on her phone, so she doesn't, like, she doesn't ever want to play with me because she's always on her phone. Like, those are, are things that really happen for people, and you don't know that because you don't live with them, right? Or you, you're, you're not around them often enough. And so you have no idea. Um, and that what I've learned this year is like, no matter how much it looks like somebody's got it all together, it is an optical illusion 100% of the time. So hopefully that makes you feel better. I don't know. It's one of those things that is so deeply ingrained in us that it's really hard to over, at least I found that it's really hard to overcome that um, just tendency to believe what only what we see um, and to think the worst of ourselves and the best of others, right? So it's a work in progress. It's going to take a little bit of time and energy to to work through that. But I've really noticed that it's an opt, like 100% of people have their things. They've got something that they don't want you to know about or that they're embarrassed of or that they fall short in or that they're comparing themselves, themselves to somebody else on. Every single person has that thing. So Moving forward. The other thing that kind of the other tip I want you to keep in mind this year is that you are doing the best you can with what you have. And when I say that, it doesn't mean giving a hundred percent all the time. So this is kind of my last point and we'll we'll end on this one. Um actually maybe I'll have one more, but a real example of what this can look like. Um so like let's say you're in a really difficult workout class and I'm like I'm I'm pushing myself back to that, like mentally, I'm traveling back to that workout class that I'm using for this example and being re re-stressed by that situation um but let's say it's if it's an hour-long class and literally every move is enough on its own to make you feel like you're dying like then they put it into a circuit <laughs> and tell you to do it four times with one minute on and 15 seconds off 
Okay. First of all, I want to throw up thinking about that. I'm already stressed about it. Not good. Um, But let's say you're doing Bulgarian split squats, which is a fan favorite of literally nobody. Um, If you don't know what those are, substitute them for burpees and call it a day, right? Same same amount of loathing by by people. Um, You're doing like bikes, you know, sprints on the bike or sprints in general and box jumps and then kettlebell swings. Okay. One minute each, 15 seconds off. I, I, for four rounds. If you treat every single one of those individually and you gave a hundred percent every single minute, um, you would die. After like two minutes or maybe four or five minutes, like one round, you would be laying on the floor dry heaving and that's the end of your workout congratulations um and so like you you just you can't you can't in order to get through a workout like that which is very similar to life like like life can be intense or some seasons where it's totally fine and then some seasons where you're like oh my goodness you have to manage your energy you have to manage your energy so somewhere in order to get through a workout like that or a season of life like that you have to manage your energy and this means somewhere between going through the motions, right, and, and just kind of doing the bare minimum versus giving 100% every second. And you have to adjust your output to make it through it and have enough energy to keep going because your workout class that's an hour that's got this really intense circuit that makes you want to die, it's only half of class. You've still got an entire half of uh, another half of class. So good luck, right? And and you, you literally cannot give 100% of yourself every second because you don't have any energy left over for anything else. Rest is really important. Absolutely. We should all be resting much more than we are, but also managing your energy and knowing where to push yourself a little bit and where to tone it down a little bit. And this is this is why to keep the exercise analogy going. This is why hit, like true hit, not I'm going to do a 45 minute hit class where it's like 15 seconds on or, you know, 20 seconds on and 15 seconds off. Like that's not hit. That's just prolonged. That's just cardio, right? Which is fine. Totally fine. But true hit, like high intensity interval training workouts are super beneficial for you, but only when you do them appropriately. And that is like 15 to 30 seconds of all out effort, like 100% effort with a two to three minute recovery period with like five to 10 efforts max. 15 to 30 seconds of all-out effort. You are going balls to the wall. And then you're taking a step back and you're like doing nothing for two or three minutes. Two or three minutes for 15 to 30 seconds of work. And then you're only doing that five or 10 times. It doesn't take long. It's not a significant amount of, uh, it doesn't feel in the moment like like you're doing everything you can, but you need all that time to recover. Like that's why this is built the way it is because when you're fully giving your all you shouldn't be able to do it for an extended period of time like that's just how it's made and it, and so if we treat life like that you're gonna you're gonna be miserable like totally miserable and just scraping by because you've used all of your energy um with your person thinking that you had to give 100 percent to every single thing every single second of every single day or else and you didn't let yourself rest and didn't um pace yourself and we got to pace ourselves um you just can't give everything you've got for an extended period of time like logistically it's just not a thing (laughs) it's just not a thing so in conclusion there's a lot to this podcast i hope you'll go back and listen to it i hope you will download the printable again the the link is going to be in the show notes here i will post it on my social media so it'll be in my bio there um but hopefully that will help you kind of work through some of this stuff And moral of the story is like, this-ish is work. 
This stuff is work. None of the things that I put in the podcast today are easy. None of the things are going to come naturally or just be like, oh my gosh, so fun. It's just not. It's work. But the cool, the coolest thing is that the payoff of doing the work is freedom. The payoff of doing the work to, to be body neutral is freedom from those negative persistent thoughts that stop you from doing things. The payoff of doing the work to overcome dieting and do things that help you and like enjoy your life and, and be the best for your life and the people that you're there for and feel your best in your body. The payoff is freedom from diet culture, from feeling guilt about everything you eat. It's freedom to enjoy what you want to enjoy and be fully in the moment and not stressed about what you're eating or what you're wearing or the way you looked in a photo. Like the payoff of all of this is freedom. And that's what I want for all of us in 2022. So maybe that's our word. That's our word of the year. Freedom. I like it. Get to roll with that. So this is amazing. Um, thank you so much for your ears. I did mention in my last podcast, if you missed it, I'm going to be back monthly for now. I tend to overcommit because I love podcasting. Um, maybe I'll get my mojo back a little bit more quickly and I'll end up doing them more often. But right now I just, I want to be conservative. I want to, let's shoot for once a month though. So they'll come out on the first and that's what you can expect for now. Um, anything else, I'm going to say anything else this year is going to be a bonus. Um, but if there's stuff that you want me to talk, like the, the, the most effective way to get more podcasts is to, like give me ideas or like have a conversation with me of like, this is what I want to hear. Because what happens is I am hyped that we had a conversation and I will immediately just like spew out an entire episode and I'll just post it. Like that's how, <laughs> that's how I work. So sometimes I get writer's block and I don't really know what to talk about or, you know, I'm not 100% sure if it's all relevant or you know what I mean? And then the other thing that I'm kind of going through myself is, is trying to, I really want to be a good steward of my, of my platform. And I don't want to, I don't want to mess up and I don't want to say the wrong thing and I don't want to lead you astray. And sometimes that fear of saying the wrong thing or being wrong is crippling. And that stops me completely from taking action. So I'm going to work through that. Um, but know that that's also happening on the back end. And I'm sure that's the case for a lot of a lot of people. But the more you know, um, and the more of an expert you actually are in a field, the more you realize you don't know and the less you feel like an expert. Uh, and that's 100% what I'm going through and what I've been going through for a long time. So that uh, that speaks to my soul. So well, that is all I have for today. I'm going to go make this uh, printable for you to have so you can uh, tackle this as soon as you feel ready. Thank you for your ears. Hit me up on social media. I am at the balanced body underscore. You can email me at balancedbodyhealthco at gmail.com. So that is all I have. Thank you all for your ears. Happy New Year. That's all we've got for our episode today. Thank you for listening. And I want to hear from you. Rate and review the podcast. It's actually the best way to support the show and spread the message. New episodes drop every Monday, so don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. You can find me on Instagram at thebalancedbody underscore or at balancedbodyhealth.com. Want to work with me? Click the link in the show notes to schedule your free session to see if we're a good fit. And finally, any comments, requests, or suggestions on who or what you want to hear on the show, send them to me via email or on Instagram, and I'll see what I can do. Have a wonderful rest of your week and stay balanced. <music>